prophets, religions, and books. Islam. Those who are trying to answer the question, why did it take 200 years for the printing machine from Europe to reach the countries under the sovereignty of the Ottoman Empire by saying, because the Islamic religion forbids printing books with printing machines, are completely wrong. People called mustanzi or transcribers who lived by writing books caused it to be delayed, fearing that using printing machines to publish books would make them jobless. They used various propaganda techniques to prevent the press from coming to Turkey. For instance, they organized a demonstration march to Bab Ali with a coffin with their pan cases in it. Moreover, they exploited the bigots, whom we shall discuss later, by beguiling those idiots into iterating here and there that the press would bring blasphemy against Islam. In order to solve this problem, the Ottoman Sultan Ahmad III, who passed away in 1149 or 1736 AD, who realized that these seditious people had been trying to use Islam as a means for their own advantages, got the help of his Grand Vizier Damat Ibrahim Pasha and received a fatwa about the press from Shaykhul Islam, the greatest dignitary of the Islamic religion. A fatwa is an answer which is given by an Islamic servant to Muslims' questions. Sources, references have to be appended to the fatwa. The fatwa given by the Times Shaykh al-Islam Abdullah Effendi is written in the 262nd page of Bajatul Fatwa as follows. It has been decreed through this fatwa that it is permissible and quite good to establish the press wherewith books of knowledge, science and ethics will be printed in great numbers in a short time. Useful books will be obtained cheaply and disseminated far and wide. This fatwa would suffice to show how wrong it was to assert that the press would be blasphemous. The word bigot is used above to mean a man who tries to foist his vulgar, ignorant and corrupt ideas and political convictions in the name of religious knowledge. They convey Islamic knowledge wrongly to get everybody to accept their corrupt views and heretical convictions. Some of them get their power from the title they possess, some from the laws they took shelter under, but mostly by exploiting the beliefs of the Muslims. Dragging large masses of people with them, they cause agitation, rebellion, civil war and the breaking up of the country into different states. The most harmful and the most dangerous of them are the religious ones, the bigots of science or fake scientists and the political ones who try to defile the nation's belief and moral qualities by propagating religion reforms, foreign ideologies and non-Sunni Muslims in order to obtain property, money or position. As a result, they corrupt the nation's faith and morality.
These seditious people or bigots can be classified into three groups. 1. Ignorant bigots are those who think of themselves as intelligent and scientific, even though they lack both religious and secular knowledge. They cause dissension and can be easily deceived by the enemies of Islam, as well as be dragged into destructive paths. In the Ottoman history, Patrona Halil, Kabakçı Mustafa and Kızılbaş Celali, who said he was the Mahdi, are a few of those who caused so much bloodshed. 2. The second group is called religious bigots. These are the men of religion who are wicked and malicious. Even though they have some knowledge, they say and do what they don't know or the opposite of what they know to be correct. This is because they want to attain their insidious objectives and caprices. They fall outside of the Islamic religion. They become an example and a leader for the ignorant in doing evil and in destroying the religion. Abdullah ibn Sabah, Abu Muslim Horasani, and Hassan Sabah, the son of the Qadi or Islamic judge for Samavn city, Sheikh Badraddin, and the man of religion who gave a fatwa to martyr the Ottoman sultans were religious bigots. In addition, Muhammad, the son of Abdal Wahhab from Najd, who caused dissension, namely Wahhabism, to appear, Jamal al-Din Afghani, who died in 1314 or 1897 AD, who was the head of a Masonic lodge in Egypt, Muhammad Abdu, who was a mufti for Cairo, his follower Rashid Rida, Hassan Benna and Syed Qutb of Egypt, Dr. Abdullah Javdat, an enemy against the Muslims of Istanbul, Ahmed Kadiani, a hypocrite who was used as a toy in the hands of the British to harm the Muslims of India, Abul Allah al-Mavdudi of Pakistan, and the new but similarly methabless reformer and famous English spy, Lawrence, is in this group that wounded Islam terribly. This group wounded the Islamic religion internally by exploiting certain perceptions and beliefs. In the 47th letter of his book Maktubat, the great Islamic servant Imam Ahmad Rabbani bitterly complains about these evil men of religion as follows. To listen to the words of those worldly-minded men of religion or to read their books is as harmful as eating poison. Their corruption is contagious. They undermine a society, causing it to shatter into pieces. It was those worldly-minded men of religion who brought disastrous effects upon the Islamic states of the past. They misled the men of state. Our Prophet ﷺ declared, Muslims will be divided into 73 groups. Out of these, 72 will go to hell. Only one group will be saved from hell. The leaders of all these 72 deviated groups were wicked men of religion. It has rarely been seen that the harm of an average ignorant citizen is of any consequence. But the ignorant and deviated sheikhs of dervish lodges have been seen to be quite dangerous. Their harm is contagious too. In his 33rd letter, he wrote, Our Prophet ﷺ declared, 
On the Resurrection Day, the man to be given the greatest torment is the scholar who did not make use of his knowledge. Will not the knowledge which is praised by Allah Ta'ala and which is the most honored of all be harmful for those who misuse it as a means for attaining worldly property, position and political success? Being fond of worldly things is something that Allah Ta'ala never likes. Therefore, it is a very tragic event to use the knowledge praised by Allah Ta'ala in a way disliked by Him. It means to dignify what He doesn't like and to devalue what He likes. Or more clearly, it means to stand against Allah Ta'ala.